today I'm going to talk about how I used to call myself in any event, um, the miracle of modern technology, because I have changed my appearance, not out of all recognition by any means, but I have changed my appearance, the appearance that I was born with, if you like, or, or developed into as a teenager, not considerably, but I have changed it, in my view, most of the time for the better. So this episode is going to be about why I, what I was born with and why I made the changes and how they made me feel. And as always, I'd be really interested to know if you made any changes to your appearance and how they made you feel and, and do you regret them now? I mean, obviously I'm talking as a woman in my 60s and I'm going to look back on the things that I've done and um, reflect on whether they made me a better person outwardly and inwardly, I guess. So, so I'm just jotting down one thing that I'd forgotten to uh, to make a note of. Right, so the first thing I'm going to uh, say is that obviously when I was a child, I wasn't really aware of how I looked, as most children aren't. It was only really as a teenager, as I, well, probably actually just before I became a teenager, maybe around the age of 11, 12, perhaps, that I started to be aware of how I looked. And I had a lot of the classic, teenage hormonal issues so my skin suddenly started to be quite bad actually before that let me go back sorry one thing I, I forgot to mention was the classic ghastliness that a lot of kids face is being short-sighted and having to wear glasses particularly in the 60s and before so I was I discovered I was short-sighted when I was seven um, and I had to start wearing glasses then. And my first pair of glasses were horrendous. They were like Dame Edna glasses. They had little wings at the side. Um, luckily, they didn't last too long. And I eventually got a pair of black rimmed glasses, which, I mean, in retrospect, were probably quite cool. But at the time, they were considered probably quite geeky. And because I was so short-sighted and lens development hadn't really occurred at that point, I had to have really thick. Um, really thick glasses so the glass or the perspex or whatever it was that was in the lenses were made of would stick out from the from the frame so they looked really crap actually especially a bit later when I decided to go for some John Lennon's and they just didn't really look right at all but anyway that was the fashion but so that that caused me a lot of problems really because I always felt that you couldn't really look good when you had these horrendous huge things on the end of your nose plus you know if you did ever take them off you ended up with massive indents so that was that was not great but I, I kind of lived with that but as I got older my skin started to get really bad so I got spots and I suppose it might be called acne now but at the time for me acne was actually not what I had because acne in my understanding at that time, was really bad sort of pimply spots all over your face. Whereas I would get quite a few, but not all over, just big angry spots that, you know, I tried to squeeze and, well, I mean, it was just not a, not a good look really. And the only topical cream that I was offered by the doctor was something called quinoderm, which was really drying so you'd end up with a sort of crusty, oh, crusty face as well. It was really not not great. And particularly at the time when you're starting or I was starting to experiment with makeup, 
It really wasn't wasn't good. And then on top of that, I also had quite not thin hair, but I had um, I had fine hair, and not a massive amount of it, but I had fine hair. And in those days, you didn't wash your hair more than once a week, and so this lanky hair would end up being quite greasy and it was quite long so my ears would poke through it so I looked a bit like the character from I don't know Lord of the Rings or something (laughs) these bulky ears the glasses and on top of that I had the most horrendous dandruff oh my god it was like a snowstorm it was like one of those you know those the snowy little things that you shake and all the the fake snow covers the the house or whatever it is those christmas thingies oh my god it was just horrible and it used to settle on my eyebrows and then on my eyelashes oh god it was really horrid so and again you know you tried i think at the time there was something called selson but you know it didn't do anything Anyway, so this was all really delightful, as you can imagine. And then, on top of that, I also had terrible teeth. And I'd had terrible teeth since I was a little girl. I had horrible uh, tooth extractions where they would force a gas mask onto you. Oh, my God, I'll never forget the first time this happened. I I must have been about five or six maybe or four I don't remember but it is quite an early memory actually I'm thinking about it now so I'm in the dentist chair I mean I probably don't know what's going to happen to me and the dentist comes along with four different colored rubber masks that they're going to one of which is going to be put over me to put me to sleep while they take out my teeth and they're going oh what color would you like as if I'm going to go oh yeah I'd love you know the blue one or something and obviously I was upset, so I didn't choose. And then I just remember this massive black one suddenly being, you know, shoved onto my face. And that was it. And then I was out. Anyway, not great. And then um, I had some other teeth out. So I had a lot of dentistry as a child and it continued into my teenage years. It really was not pleasant. But what had happened also was that, and I don't know what caused this. Sorry, my phone is making a very strange noise. It keeps it sounds like a chipmunk. I'm going to turn it off extend your battery life can't be bothered with that anyway um so yeah so all this dentistry and maybe it was something to do with eating crap I don't know um I also ended up with quite discolored teeth um at the front so my two front teeth one was sort of actually maybe both of them were kind of half yellow half you know better kind of whitish And then I had one sticking out and one going in on either side of the two front ones. So it was, again, it was not a good look at all. Um, So, and lots of fillings and all of that stuff. But really, it was my smile that I I didn't like. So I had, um, I was really short-sighted. I had terrible teeth, dandruff, greasy hair, um, spots. Oh, yeah, the other thing I forgot to mention, I had moles. I mean, actually, to be honest, they weren't that bad. and, And I did get couple of things removed later which I'll talk about but I was a bit moly so I never had that lovely kind of clear-faced look that I would have liked although I must admit they didn't bother me too much um, at that age in my teenage years and then the other thing that I started to be aware of a bit later was my nose so what I I mean my nose wasn't massive but I'd inherited this nose, which was my dad's nose, really. Um, I mean, it wasn't quite as big as his, but it had the sort of squarish thing that my dad had at the end. 
it was a little bit long and a little bit square it wasn't it wasn't the best but I could live with it and I did live with it for quite a while so these were the main issues that I was concerned with and then also in my teenage years and I did talk about this in one of the earlier podcasts that I started to get fat or at least I started to feel like I was getting fat I started to get a roll around my tongue which is where I put my weight on so that wasn't great either so really all in all I was quite an unhappy fat plain looking in my eyes teenager and I carried that into my early 20s, I suppose. Um, I, my skin got a bit better, I guess. I don't really remember, but I suppose it must have done. My glasses improved. But it wasn't until... Yeah, so when I was 16, that's right. When I was 16, I, um, I got contact lenses for the first time. And these were the hard lenses. Oh, my God, they were so uncomfortable. It felt like having huge pieces of plastic in your eye all the time which is you know in effect what they were but the one thing it did do um was was when I uh, was able to see without glasses and looked in the mirror I suddenly saw these huge dark circles under my eyes I thought what the hell is that because I'd never seen them before anyway you might think that I was concerned about my appearance quite a lot and I probably was as I still am today now I don't know who I can blame. Am I superficial? I don't know. But coming from a, a theatrical background, so my mother being an actress, although I have to say for an actress, she was actually not very vain at all. In fact, not vain and didn't really care a lot about her appearance, it seemed to me. I mean, obviously, she could look absolutely stunning and did look stunning when she had makeup on, when she, or when she made an effort. I mean, when she groomed, I guess. I mean, I'm not saying she wasn't clean or anything, but, you know, when she, she made an effort and wore clothes that were not kind of caftans that she used to live in and, I don't know, did her hair and stuff like that. But she wasn't a vain person at all. She really... Which was lovely about her, actually, because it was all about, I suppose, all about the acting, really. But anyway, she was this glamorous person when I was growing up, I think, and, and in my early teenage years. And um, so, you know, and my dad, oh, yeah, of course, I forgot to say about my dad. He was super um, focused on appearance. I mean, he was a really good looking guy, particularly from his 30s onwards. He, he really came into his own in his early 40s. And he looked young for a long, long time. He looked much younger than uh, than his years. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so uh, that was the background that I grew up in and surrounded by amazingly glamorous actors and actresses and all of that. So I guess maybe that was one of the reasons I was focusing on my appearance, but I don't know. I can't, I can't say for sure. But your environment is going to inform the way you think about yourself, I guess. So all of that um, added to... Yeah, so I see my lenses. So I'm going back to my contact lenses. So seeing myself with these dark circles and thinking, mm, not great... Anyway, eventually, in my early 20s, I think, I, I got some soft lenses and that made a huge difference to me because I didn't have to wear my glasses all day. I could wear my lenses for most of the day and just take them out at night and put my glasses on. So that made a massive difference to me. Also, what made a difference to me, in fact, that's right, I was actually a bit younger. When I was, I think, 19 or 20, I got my teeth done. I got four caps or crowns put on my four difficult teeth 
And again, that was absolutely fantastic to me. I was so much more confident, really made a, a massive difference to me wanting to smile. So that was that was great. And then the final sort of thing at, at, in my 20s that made a big difference to me was getting my nose done. So I think I may have touched on this in another podcast, but my grandmother offered to pay to have my nose altered or made smaller. And so I had that done when I was 21, I think. And I think he did a really good job. What he did do, this this surgeon, was that he somehow lifted my nose. I mean, how they do this, I don't know, but it's all done inside. You don't, there's no scars or anything. And somehow he lifted it, taking away the the sort of square end and and a bit of the length. And doing that, and I hadn't really realised this until a few years ago, it lifted my top lip and made my top lip fuller. So it did change my appearance, not just my nose, but actually my top lip. And I think in a funny way, the top lip now being, being thicker, if you like, than it was before has made even more of a difference than maybe the nose shortening part did. So I'm really glad that I had it done. Would I have it done again if I were a teenager now? I don't know because it was not a massive hooter. And even if it was a massive hooter, I mean, so what? You know, if you, I think I think for me, actually, if you've got a profile, if you look at yourself in profile, if you want to be perfect and look, uh, no one's saying I'm perfect and I'm, I'm certainly not but in a perfect profile, I think your nose and your chin are symmetrical. And I don't think mine were. And they probably are now. I haven't actually looked in the mirror, to be honest. I'm not sure. But I was really pleased about that. So I'm just going to have a little sip of water because <coughs> I'm a bit growly this morning. Um, right, it's a little sip of water. Oh, what was that? Um, sorry, the computer's making a noise. Um So I've talked about my nose, my teeth, my eyes. Um, Oh, yes. So I'm going to talk a bit more about my eyes in a moment. But actually, the, the, the other thing I want to talk about is my body. Now, I haven't actually done anything to my body about, you know, the the rolls of fat and all of that, apart from watching my weight. Um, and I did get very fat and there were many times that I thought about having some kind of fat removal. In fact, the last time was just before I, well, no, just after I separated from my second husband um, and I was eating too much and I put on a lot of weight and I was quite puffy and I was not in a good place really. And then actually, I mean, having thought about having some surgery, I'm so glad I didn't. And I wouldn't recommend anyone to do it, although obviously I don't know because I haven't had it done. And some people might say, well, it's the best thing I've ever done. And that's fine. I'm not criticising anybody at all for for thinking about doing it. But actually what happened in the end was I ended up, because I was so unhappy when I split up with my second husband, I ended up not eating. So I went from eating a huge amount to not eating at all, virtually, and being a breatharian, which was not great. But what was amazing was I, I lost so much weight. And actually, the sad thing was, or maybe it wasn't sad, I don't know, but I thought I looked amazing. (laughs) But it didn't last. It couldn't last because it wasn't realistic. So, and now I'm, you know, I'm relatively comfortable with my weight. And I will talk about that in another podcast. So eyes, teeth, my hair. I mean, I 
I've learned to control my dandruff. I still get dandruff now and again. My skin, actually, um, I've discovered, well, I've discovered, I went to see a, um, a skin specialist, a dermatologist about um, a mole that suddenly appeared on my face. I wanted to get removed and that was fine. I got rid of that. And then I went a, year, a few years later, I went to another dermatologist about some kind of, they were like permanent zits on my nose, but red. So they were a bit like moles, only they were red. And I had some of them removed, which was really good, actually. That was that was definitely a good thing to do. And they, sometimes they come back, but they haven't come back in the same way that they, um, that they uh, were there before. So that's really good. Um... So now I think, I mean, you know, I'm 64 for crying out loud. I've kind of come to an accommodation with the way I look and I accept it more or less. I mean, I'm, I'm a lot more confident than I was. I mean, it's a shame that I've got to 64 and, and it's taken me all this time to get that confident, isn't it, really? It's a bit sad, I guess. And what would I feel like if I was a teenager now? I mean, it's so difficult, I think, with social media and images that you're bombarded with. Having said that, we were bombarded with with slim, gorgeous-looking women and men all the time if you watched films. Because, you know, on TV, you know, we watched TV, we watched films. We didn't have social media. We had magazines, which, you know, I certainly read. And in fact, I used to buy probably not age-appropriate magazines. I was buying things like over 21 when I was 16, probably. But, you know, we had Cosmopolitan. Um, so there were plenty of available images for us to see on billboards, on magazines, etc., in the, in the media that was available at the time to make us feel inadequate if that's what we wanted, to, uh, if that's uh, what we, you know, felt like when we looked at these images. I mean, one of the classic images was... And it's horrible when I think about it now, but it was all over workplace walls, was the blonde tennis player image. So this this woman tennis player with blonde hair, I think she was holding a racket, standing in front of a net and lifting up her tennis skirt so you could see her knickers. I don't know if she was scratching her bum or something. And that was, you know, designed, I guess, to titillate men, but it did make you think as a woman, you know, I don't really look like that, do I? And of course, pop stars and um, singers and musicians and all of those um, images that we used to see back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, sex sells and, and looking good sells. And that's how we aspired to look. You know, Debbie Harry was absolutely stunning and one could aspire to look like her. Although I have to say, I think I aspired to look more like Chrissy Hind, I guess because I was dark-haired. So I was drawn more to the dark-haired uh, women that were in the media. Actually, thinking, I was thinking the other day about Charlie's Angels. Oh, my God. I mean, I did used to watch it, and I did love it. But I used to identify with, is it Jacqueline? Oh, I've forgotten her surname. I should have Googled her. Jacqueline somebody, anyway, who was um, angel number three, I think. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So... There were plenty of women that I wanted to look like. Anyway, I'm slightly digressing here. So going back to the the title of this podcast, which is A Miracle of Modern Technology. Modern technology has helped me. It's given me my eyes. Oh, gosh, I haven't. Of course, I forgot to mention that a few years ago, in 2012, actually, I had laser eye treatment. Oh, my Lord. 
what a fantastic thing. It took me three goes before I decided to actually do it. And I wasn't sure. Every time I kept thinking, oh, God, lasers in my eyes. Really, do I want to do this? But finally, I did. And it was, uh, I actually Googled India Knight, the journalist. I think I must have Googled laser eye treatment and, and her blog came up about um, how her laser eye treatment had gone and who she'd gone to, who her surgeon was. So I thought, right, I'm going to use him. And he was based at Moorfield, David Garfield, I think his name was. Um, anyway, I'll put links to the show uh, to him in the show notes, actually, and if I can find India's blog as well. Because, oh my Lord, I can't remember exactly how much it cost, but I'm so glad I did it. It's been fantastic. Because I don't, I do wear glasses. I have to wear glasses for reading. But actually, I don't have to have to, because I've actually had one eye reading and one eye for distance but it's easier for me to read with glasses but I can buy glasses for 10 quid off the shelf and so I don't have to spend a fortune on them so that was definitely one of the best things I've ever done but actually all the things I've had done so my eyes my teeth my nose my skin in terms of my moles the one other thing I do do with my hair actually is every now and again I have an express Brazilian treatment or an express keratin which means that my fluffy hair my my quite fine hair that's very prone to fizziness uh, fizziness no <laughs> it's prone to being frizzy uh is um is tamed and i definitely recommend having that if you've got fine hair that you know the minute the moisture hits it as soon as you go outside your hairdo is ruined so hairdo god that dates me doesn't it hairstyle um so i recommend that so everything i've had done i'm really pleased that i I was able to have done and of course I was lucky to have the wherewithal to have it done and it gave me confidence it definitely gave me confidence having said that nobody needs to spend a fortune nobody needs to have their nose job uh, have a nose job nobody needs to spend a fortune on their teeth although no one can pretend that um, having dentistry is cheap I mean, what's really good about crooked teeth now is Invisalign. So many people seem to have it. And actually, I thought I was going to have it because I've got a major problem. My teeth are like the fourth bridge. It's just never ending. Quite depressing, really, because no one sees most of the work you have done that you've spent thousands on. But Invisalign do seem to be, does seem to be a really good idea for people with slightly crooked teeth because it seems to work really well. I don't think it's mega expensive, but I don't know. So I would really be interested to know if you've had any work done, did it make a difference to your confidence? As I say, it definitely made a difference to mine. Let me know. You can um, you can get me, you can DM me via Twitter or Instagram where I'm at Desi Wesley Doodah on Twitter without an H and on, uh, on uh, Instagram with an H. And I would love to hear from you. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this post uh, postcard. <laughs> What's the matter with me today? I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and uh, look forward to hearing from you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thanks ever so much for listening. Oh, and do subscribe if you get um, the chance. Please do. I would love, love it if you would. Thank you so much and see you again soon. Next week, in fact. Bye.